One of the things I love about Advent leading up to Christmas is the songs that we get to sing. I love the dim lit vibe of one of my favorite Christmas carols. What child is this who laid to rest on Mary's lap is sleeping? Or the sort of skip-along-turned-haunting vibe of a Sufjan Stevens songs for Christmas. Or the sort of full-throated, oh, holy night of Josh Groban. Or maybe the dulcet tones of Sarah McLaughlin winter song, I won't even try to sing it. Or the big, chest-thumping orchestral arrangements of some of our favorite Christmas hymns. I just love it. A couple years ago, I started a mini tradition on the third Sunday in the season of Advent. I listened to the entirety of Handel's Messiah on vinyl. It'll be a little different this year, but normally I'd invite a few friends. We'd eat something tasty like pizza and listen to every side of all seven or eight records. I just love it. Now, this year will sound different. Christmas carols behind masks. Singing the great Christmas songs of the faith to an online worship experience. Do you even sing? Kristen and I are like 50-50. And have any of us ever sung O Come, O Come, Emmanuel with such honesty? I can't wait until we can gather in full and sing again. There'll be a foretaste, Jenna mentioned it, on Christmas Eve, 4 p.m. and 7 p.m. We'll gather outside, hit pause on the screen now, call your family, put it on your calendar, you're going to want to be there. It will be the first ever outdoor Christmas Eve gatherings, possibly the last ever outdoor Eve outdoor Christmas Eve worship gatherings. You can let me know. We're going to light up Holland with our songs. We're going to gather around the best story ever told. We're going to usher in Christmas tide and a new year by singing Silent Night. We'll have propane heaters and those hand warmers for your gloves. You bring your mask and your Christmas spirit. It's going to be awesome. 4 p.m. and 7 p.m. I'll see you there. For now, I want to sing with you two Christmas songs Embedded in an Advent story. This is from the Gospel of Luke, verses 39 through 56. In those days, Mary set out and went with haste to a Judean town in the hill country and entered Zechariah's house and greeted Elizabeth. And when Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the child leapt in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and exclaimed in a loud voice, Blessed are you among women, and and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why has this happened to me, that the mother of my Lord comes to me? For as soon as I heard the sound of your greeting, the child in my womb leapt for joy. And blessed is she who believed there would be a fulfillment to the word spoken of the word spoken to her by the Lord. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, for he has looked with favor 
on the lowliness of his servant. Surely, from now on, all generations will call me blessed. For the mighty one has done great things for me. Holy is his name. He has mercy on those who fear him from generation to generation. He has strength in his arms and scatters the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He brings down the powerful from their thrones and lifts up the lowly. He fills the hungry with good things and sends the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy according to the promises he made to our ancestors, to Abraham and his descendants forever. Mary remained with her for about three months and then returned to her home. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. It's Luke 1 again, 39 through 56. If you want to hit pause again on your screen, that'd be great. Find it in a Bible near you. Reread it. Take notes. Jot down the things you see. Journal the thoughts you have. I would love, and then send them my way. I would love to see what the Spirit is stirring in your heart. Uh, for me, Advent waiting begs for Christmas singing. Elizabeth's Carol of Faith, Mary's Song of Praise. Uh, This is an Advent story. It's a waiting story, Elizabeth's waiting. Mary's waiting. Elizabeth is close. The time is close. The boy, the infant, John the Baptist, the forerunner, about to run onto the world stage announcing the kingdom. And Mary, Mary's heard about it. Mary's heard about her favorite aunt, I'm guessing, her favorite aunt Elizabeth. So she hurries, she hustles, she scurries, she's on the run. She goes to the secluded place. Apparently not that secluded because Mary seemed to find it with ease. She enters the house. I find this sort of comical. at Zechariah's house. She blows past him. He's the brother-in-law anyway. Can't really speak so well. She goes right to the feet of Elizabeth, to the swollen feet of Elizabeth, six-month pregnant swollen feet of Elizabeth, and as soon as she says hi, the child in her womb leaps for joy, and the Holy Spirit starts to dance into Elizabeth's heart, and all she can do is sing, blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb, and why has this happened to me that the mother of my Lord would come to me? For as soon as I heard the sound of your greeting, the child in my womb leapt for joy, and blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment So the word spoken to her by the Lord. It's a Christmas carol of faith. That's how I'm seeing it anyway. Blessed is she who believed. Blessed is she who had faith, who trusted. Elizabeth is carrying the weight of the promise, not just out in front of her, but but the promise that would tag along with this boy, this John the Baptist, the promise that parents would turn back to their children, the, the disobedient to the wisdom of the righteous, that this child would make ready a people prepared for the Lord. It's not just that she's waiting for the back pain to cease and the cramping to calm. She's waiting for the promise to come true. And here now Mary's here and, 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 and Elizabeth is there and, there and she greets her and the child leaps and she's wondering, maybe, maybe today the sudden coming true of all we'd hoped might happen. Maybe, maybe today the world's about to turn. Maybe now the earth will receive her king. 
And Elizabeth starts to sing, blessed is she who believed. Advent waiting begs for Christmas singing, a carol of faith. Advent invites us into the space of faith. Mary trusted. Before it all happened, before it all came true, Mary had to trust. That's Advent. That's where we are, you know. Waiting, having to believe. That's what the psalmist was getting at. For God alone, my soul waits. That's what Paul's talking about. Now we see in a glass dimly, then we shall see face to face. That's what all the Christmas movies you're watching are pointing towards there. The object of their faith is misplaced, but the call to faith remains true. That's where we are now. We're having to wait in faith. We're having to wait with trust. Can, uh, the, the Heidelberg Catechism, that great teaching tool of the Christian tradition, defines faith like this. It's not only a certain knowledge by which we accept as true all that God has revealed in his word. It's also a wholehearted trust that not only for others, but for me also, God intends good things. Can you believe God intends good things? A world pandemic. Some of us thought it'd be two weeks. Others were bold to say three months. Some said it was a blizzard in a... Winter snowstorm, a part of an ice age. And in the pandemic, some of us are at our wit's end, and at our wit's end, we say things we wished we hadn't said. We do things maybe we wouldn't have otherwise done. Can you believe God intends good things? I was talking to a pillarite earlier this week, shared with me that six family members or friends have died of COVID in the last several months. Six. Can you believe God intends good things? The portion of the testimony that Diana shared just a few minutes ago, she acknowledges some of the losses common to all of us. For them, a college graduation missed, a wedding that turned into a backyard gathering Receptions, a fraction of what you had imagined. High school open houses turned family barbecues. Sports seasons canceled. Theater performances shut down. A semester behind a mask and the promise of another one too. Can you believe God intends good things? That's Advent. Blessed is she who believed. Advent waiting begs for Christmas season, the carol of faith and the song of praise. Elizabeth sings the carol of faith. Mary offers the song of praise. My soul magnifies the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. Elizabeth with Zechariah in their wondering and they're not so sure, point to Mary in her believing and Mary quickly points to God. God, my soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God. And then Mary goes on to list all of these wonderful realities about our God. Mercy. 
He has mercy on those who fear him. Strength, he has strength in his arms. Justice, he brings down the lowly. He brings down the powerful from their thrones and lifts up the lowly. Compassion, he fills the hungry with good things. Faithfulness, he has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy. And little did she know, or maybe she realized, or maybe she had some sort of pre-conscious inkling, the song of praise she sings to the God of the universe would double as the sweet lullaby to the precious child in her womb. Mercy, he who left the glory of eternity and entered into the finite realities of humanity, Jesus Christ. Strength, he who would stretch his strong arms out on the cross to accomplish forgiveness for you, forgiveness for me. Justice, he would go down to the grave to defeat the powers of sin and death so that sin doesn't get to define you and death doesn't get the last word. Death gets what it deserves. Compassion, he fills the hungry with good things the night on which he was betrayed. He took bread, gave it to his disciples and said, this is my body for you and says the same to you today. Faithfulness, he rose up in resurrection to promise you life everlasting forever and you life abundant now. The song of praise Mary sings to the God of the universe doubles as the precious lullaby to the sweet one in her womb, Jesus Christ, who would fulfill that song and save the world. Elizabeth and Zechariah point to Mary. Mary points to God. Even when she acknowledges her participation, surely from now on, every generation will call me blessed. She's quick to point to God again, for the mighty one has done great things. Holy is his name. I'm pushing on this a little bit, one, to celebrate the glory of our God who is revealed fully in Jesus Christ and also because there's this cultural current among us to be so self-infatuated, so self-interested, so self-righteous. Eugene Peterson refers to it as the unholy trinity, me, myself, and I. We've become complacent, I wonder. We, we don't need God. I have gifts. I don't, I don't really need God. I have capacity. I, I don't really need God. I have securities. And then something, something outside of ourselves, something grander than our capacity shows up, breaks us down, and we're, we find ourselves with Mary. God! God! My soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God. I was listening to this podcast by Fleming Rutledge. She was being interviewed. Uh, The interviewer asked, what trend in culture scares you? Uh, I'll let you listen to her voice. What's a trend in society that scares you? Self-help. (laughs) Self-care. Self-invention. Self-everything. 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 Not Advent. Not today. Not Mary. For my soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God. God. Mary's song of praise to the God of the universe doubles as the sweet tune to her precious one who would fulfill it and save the world. I'm not sure how you enter into these online worship experiences. According to YouTube analytics, each, the average view is about 20 minutes, which I take to mean you all skip the music and go right to the sermon. Jonathan assumes you skip the sermon and stick with the music. We'll argue about that later. 
If you didn't have the chance to listen to the entirety of the service, I invite you to go back to Dave and Diana Bass' testimony. I'll go back to the whole thing, actually, but certainly uh, to Dave and Diana's testimony. Dave and Diana are beloved members of our community, uh, both teachers. They've been a part, of, a part of this space for several years now. They offered a testimony around Psalm 62, the psalm on which our hearts have been resting the last 10 months. For God alone, my soul waits in silence. From him comes my salvation. He alone is my rock and my salvation, my fortress. I'll never be shaken. Dave was honest enough to acknowledge the cancer diagnosis of three and a half years ago, given a two-year life expectancy. He was honest enough to acknowledge waiting for treatments, waiting for scans, waiting for reports, waiting for a clinical trial, waiting. Diana was willing to acknowledge the college graduation didn't happen like they thought. The wedding wasn't what they had imagined. And they still haven't gathered at the graveside of the one they've loved and lost due to COVID. And then she ends, she ends her testimony like this. It's good to know, amidst all the waiting, God is our rock and our fortress, our salvation. In the waiting, in the wondering, she points to God. 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 That's Advent. My soul magnifies the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen.